This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith. Joined, as always, by Davey Eyeballs. He is Razzle Von Dazzle. He is promo code Ron Von D. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan. Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm feeling good. Feeling good tonight. Good. I'm a little re- I'm rest- well rested, even though we got less an hour less of sleep, but I feel good. Hey, where's the time go? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> it's gone. It's right an the hour jump. less. It's an hour yeah. less than we've had. Ryan, I got another story for you, and this one is gross. Mm-hmm. My dog, you know him, Harrow. You've met Harrow. him. Nice yes. guy. Hell of a Good guy. guy. Uh, handsome guy. Uh, he was going to get groomed. Recently, sure, I'm gonna get get a trim. You know, spring has almost sprung. Mm-hmm. He's getting really kind of shaggy, and so my wife takes him in, uh, drops him off. She goes home, gets a call from the groomer, and says, uh, "You need to pick up Harrow. He has worms." <gasps> oh no! He's never had worms before, mm-hmm. and it's disgusting it sure is it's worms He's i can tell worms. you i can tell you a story i have a worm story too they're coming out of his asshole sure are you know and mm. so that's a problem and that's gross and by the way he sleeps in our bed every night sure does and so this was really upsetting and my wife now you can just imagine she's distraught she's like we can never take him back to this so room. embarrassed yeah just really embarrassed and now we got to make sure that he doesn't get worms all over the house and this poor guy but apparently they don't really feel anything no nope. they're fine the dog's fine and that's just went, some medicine, and they're fine. Like, um, like a miracle cure. We went yep. into like, uh, fucking pet supplies because our vet was like, "Yeah, you can bring in a poop sample, but then we won't know for twenty four hours." And we're like, "Well, we know he has them. We I can know, see them. We can see the fucking things." <laughs> so I go to Pet Supplies Plus. Shout out to them. I get a dewormer. Fucking a day, they're gone. Day, they're gone. So unbelievable, and it's the most. Gross, dude. unnerving thing because yeah. like you said the animal the animal is not disturbed by this at all. There might be some dragging on the carpet, but let me tell you. So I had a, a the most wonderful pet. No disrespect to my dog, and no disrespect to dog people, but the most wonderful, agreeable pet I ever had in my life was a cat named Luch, named after Milan Lucic. He was the he was the best. You were, yeah. And um. It was right when I got first got married. It's our first year of marriage. And my wife says to me, very casually, I think Luch sat in rice or something. Oh. He did not. No, he, he did. had he had worms coming out of his his bungholio. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> and it was it was shocking. Okay. It, shocking. It's shocking, is right. Yes. Oh, I just felt so gross. And so my I'm on the air and my wife texts me. These go. 
worms. I almost threw up into the microphone. I was so grossed out. And then I felt so bad for him. And then I'm just like, what is going on? And I'm like, did they crawl into our mouths while we were sleeping? Because he's again, sleeps on our bed, this little son of a bitch every single night. And I'm like, there's worms everywhere. <laughs> so just, oh my God, was that unsettling? But the guy's fine. He's all right. That, Again, I don't know if he's ever going to go to that groomers again. That's probably. I don't think he can. No, I think you're. I think you're banned from there. It's probably not going to happen. Oh my yeah. god, Jesus what? Christ! Well, I also want to start the show today by wishing you. I don't want to timestamp this. A very happy birthday, Richard. All right. Well, thank you. A thank very you. happy birthday. What, are you right. going to hit something? You can hit a button. Boner, 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 boner next to my friends. So I just want to share with you some people who have a shared birthday with you. I know. Can I do that? I believe three people I know of. Go ahead. Will I am? Oh, I didn't know that. Of one. the Black Eyed Peas. I didn't know that one. Musical genius Will I am? Yep. Saint Nicholas. He of the uh, Christmas. Is that right? Your actual Saint Nick is born on the Ides of March. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> RBG. RBG. Mark Hoppus of the uh, One Hit Wonder Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, come on, cheap shot. And then uh, you want to you want to say anything about that? I think they're a great band. And the last two, these ones are good. You share a birthday with Eva Longoria. I knew that. Which, by proxy, uh-huh. you also share a birthday with Michael Scott of The Office. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. So if either of you meet Terry Hatcher, you have something to talk about. No, Eva, Eva Longoria is not Terry Hatcher. No, but that's what he says in The Office. He says, yeah. if so if I ever run uh, into her, but, I ever run into Terry Hatcher. But the big one, as you know, you share a birthday with Lil Dicky. Do I really? You do. Little Dicky. Yeah. Little Dicky. Oh, I think Kevin Euclid as well. Oh, really? He author. wasn't listed on the celebrity one. I don't think he's much of a celebrity uh, outside of these this region, but a local celebrity. Yeah, that's a good so little Dicky, that's a real good one. He's mm-hmm. probably like my exact same age, too. He's like, like I think he's a couple years younger than you, but yeah, like yeah. around the same age. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because I remember seeing a while ago that Eva Longoria shared a birthday with me and then watching that episode of The Office when Michael Scott did that. I'm like, hey. Share a birthday with Michael Scott. Not bad. Yeah. Ryan, the Dork Madness uh, 2021 is uh, into the second round, and we have some winners that have already advanced to the Sweet 16. Yes. I'm looking at it right now. Again, there's some chalk, but uh, quite a bit of upsets. I, this one floored me that Daredevil, who I love, and I right. find it was the first time I ever signed up for like a whatever it was, like a change.org or whatever to like petition the return of daredevil i don't give a shit about anything except bringing daredevil back to television so that should explain to you how much i care about it yeah he beat tim riggins which in the second round i was absolutely floored and i would i would love for the people of listening to this podcast to collectively get your shit together because when you do things like this yeah when you bounce tim riggins and Buffy Summers from a bracket. Oh, your wife's done with I us. I get yelled at. Yeah. Like somehow it's my fault and it's not my fault because I don't vote. Believe it or not. Oh, I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, I would love. Lo- I, I thought I couldn't. I thought it was unfair of me to vote. You can vote. It's my bracket. The people that are voting. Yeah. But did you see what happened with Mac and Goo today too? With their no. movie vault thing? Oh, uh, I know that I'm winning that pool. You are winning that pool, but the Dark Knight beat Guardians of the Galaxy by one vote. Yeah, but you're allowed to vote in it. It's not like I don't you know. know. I would rather be the tiebreaker than the actual oh, like. All right. 
vote yeah, vote interesting one yeah but i also saw in the drama region three of the final four are all from breaking bad and i feel like if we put gus fring in it he probably also would have he would have also been in there too yeah, i had to cut it off at some point yeah I would, i'm also- very surprised that dexter morgan did as well as he did that he got out of the first round yes i was too he beat uh tammy taylor which was i so clearly yeah. with tammy taylor going out in the first round tim riggins in the second round not enough of the people who listen to this podcast enjoyed or watched Friday Night Lights. You need to get off your ass and do that then because I tell you. I was also surprised that uh, Stewie Griffin beat Ahsoka Tano and Bart Simpson beat Rick from Rick and Morty. Well, Morty's still in it, but Rick isn't. No, is Morty strange. just lost to Homer Simpson. In the oh, that's right. Which they, is He just got bounced. Yep. But uh, some good matchups along the way, so we'll continue to update. You can vote. On Twitter at Dork Podcast, and uh, we also tweeted out recently a somewhat updated bracket. If you want to go check that out, so that's all of that, Ryan. Uh, that was my dog story and my Dork Madness. Update. Yeah, man. So, see the next thing. This week in Dork. Yeah. Ryan, the 2021 Oscar nominations are out, and uh, the worst year in film of all time. What they decided to do was also extend it, just like the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. So movies that were released uh, also in January and all of February count as well. And that has sort of helped them out. Movies like Judas and the Black Messiah, which came out in February. Uh, I think it just might have left HBO Max, by the way. So if you missed it, you missed it. But I saw it and it was good. Because what HBO Max does is those movies, they put out for 30 days and that's it. Shit, so, did I miss it? You might have fucking missed Judas and the Black. Oh, that's annoying. Yep. 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 I think you might have missed it. So that's why you got to see like Mortal Kombat within the first 30 days. You got to see Godzilla Kong in the first 30 days, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so The Sound of Metal got nominated for Best Picture. And I know that was your favorite movie of last and year. And Best Actor for Riz Ahmed, who is yeah, the first. Uh, who is it? Steven. Who's the, uh, St- uh, what's his name? Steven Young uh, from uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, he got nominated too. Yeah. He got nominated for best, so it's, he's the best. He's the first Asian actor ever ever to be nominated for best actor, and wow. Reza Ahmed is the first Muslim to be nominated for best actor in the same year. Wow! Um, so, which is Bo- really really cool. By the What's way, that? also Chadwick Boseman also nominated yes. uh, for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So those three guys you mentioned: Stephen Young, mm-hmm. Reza Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, along with Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman. That is your mm-hmm. best actor. Yeah. Best actress: Viola Davis. Uh, Andra Day, Vanessa Kirby, Francis McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan. Uh, your movies, real quick: The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, which I have seen. Mank, I haven't seen, but it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna watch. Although West the Wheelman from the uh, the Boxers podcast formerly mm-hmm. said to skip it, but I don't know. It's nominated for a shitload of stuff. So it looks like a fart sniff. It looks like a fart sucker. It, it looks like it just like sucks its own parts. Yeah, here, but I still might watch it. Uh, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Those are your best picture noms. So I guess I guess from early reports is that Nomadland, the one with Francis McDormand, is the is the heavy favorite. That's for best Hulu, picture, I believe, too. If you want to watch that, yeah. So that is on Hulu. But um, I would suggest on on Prime Video if you guys check out Sound of Metal. Um, again, it's the only one of those movies I've seen. I liked it. So okay. therefore, it is my pick for best, for best picture. <laughs> I have seen The Trial of the Chicago 7. It was good. And that's on Netflix now if you want to watch that. Judas and the Black Messiah, I liked better. 
I will watch Mank. I will watch Sound of Metal. And I'm dying to see Promising Young Woman, but I think you still have to pay for it. So, yeah, I'm, I want to see that too. That looks really good. That's well, with Carrie Mulligan and uh, who's um, what's um, Allison Brie, isn't that too? Uh, let's check. Yes, I believe yes. she is. Yeah, and Bo Bunham, and Jennifer Coolidge, nice, Connie Britton, and Adam Brody, and Alpha yeah. and Molly Shannon. Cool. <laughs> I like that cast. That sounds like an ensemble. I think it's pretty good. Ryan, mm-hmm. what finished filming this week? Last week. A couple things, but what are you going to? Which one are you going to tell me? The Batman. Yes, the With Batman. Mm-hmm. So also, in less in more niche news, the live action Cowboy Bebop series from Netflix just finished wrapping. It's wrapped today. I'm not super familiar with that. Well, you should be, but I'm not. I'm telling you that I'm not. <laughs> so I don't. Know <laughs> the Batman. Yes, the Batman is uh Batman. is wrapped filming. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can't wait to see that in two years. I am super pumped for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that comes out this Friday on Disney Plus. And I'm telling you right now, we're gonna have a problem because it's gonna be the same shit as Wandavision and the Mandalorian. <sighs> and the problem now is I'm no longer working from home. I'm not gonna watch this until I get home on Friday, or probably more likely Friday night, late Friday night. I'm not gonna see this. I'm gonna get spoiled. There's gonna be something, especially. You just gotta stay off the internet. <laughs> I, I know how your job revolves around you going on Twitter. I need but to like, you gotta that. you gotta stay off Twitter. The worst part is I can try to avoid it, but then you look at trending topics and it's gonna be like Spider-Man or Doctor Strange or some jackass cameo. Yeah, get spoiled, which sucks. Well, I wonder if we can. We have to have like a master class on how to filter your Twitter feed and how to like avoid things. <sighs> because there's a way you can do that, and it's That's it's uh. You 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 can mute or block yes. certain words, but what if it's a guy I don't know? Like, what if it's right? And that's the issue. So if like if you say, for instance, I'm just throwing this out there. I have not obviously we haven't seen a single second of this show other than trailers. If Spider Man shows up in the show, he won't. But if he does, right, that'll be the number one trending thing on your Twitter feed. Right, and you'll be like, "What's that tw- trending for?" And you'll be like, "Well, obviously, I know what that's trending for." You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Joshua in the chat has a pretty good idea. Hire someone to filter Twitter. That's a good point. We'll pay somebody to read my tweets and and tell me what's going on. Tell yeah. me, tell me if anybody is signed with the Patriots. Yeah, it's like a- anytime Adam Schefter read it out loud to me, but don't show me my Twitter feed. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, you can actually pay me to do that for you. How about that? I think I do have some words of advice, though, for anybody who is upset about the potential spoilers. You're going to have problems, just like everything else. But stay positive and stay strong. All right, you have to. You All absolutely right. have to. I don't. I think. I think you're right. So what they also did, Ryan, on uh, Disney Plus is you can go to. They have a Legends. It's like a little mini show, and it's clips basically of characters. So they did this for Wanda and for Vision. And it's basically like a five to eight minute mashup of all the movies that they have been in, just to sort of catch you up on what's going on with them. So they just released this past week, Falcon, Winter Soldier, your guy, Baron Zemo and Sharon Carter. And so they're quick little kind of best moments in all the movies that they've appeared in and, and sort of catching you up on the characters, which is, it's a good idea. It's nothing crazy. Like it's all stuff that they've had and it probably just took like an intern 10 minutes to sort of smash it all together. I feel like there are better videos on YouTube, but still it's just sort of a cool like reminder of what the characters are up to. So get, you know, do some background, do some get homework there, you know, get in there. It's not going to kill you. It's like 15, 20 minutes. 
Uh, Dave, season two is currently filming. You mentioned Little Dick. You shares a birthday with me. Yes. He tweeted out a picture of him holding one of those little like snap director things. Mm-hmm. And so they are currently filming season two of Dave. Great. Which is one of the surprise hits of 2020. Surprise hit. We were taught we had a little back and forth about that on Twitter with a couple of people, including the Mac and Goose, what the best episode was. And then uh Gina said that her favorite episode was the one with the milking table, which is a fantastic sure. episode. And the fact <laughs> that they brought the milking table back is outrageous. And, and the hard. way they did when he put the ketchup on the table and it kind of sank into the middle was <laughs> genius. I I think I, the thing about that show is I love every character. Like there are some shows you watch and you're like, oh yeah. I don't know if I like any of the characters. And then you find yourself like, oh, that's why I don't like the show because I don't care about any of them. Mm-hmm. That show, they're all good. They're all Dave's great. Fantastic. Uh, his like manager is awesome. Mike. Gita, yeah. Yeah. Mike. Gate is awesome. His girlfriend's awesome. It's a fucking awesome. I love that show so much. <laughs> and like every time he raps, it's good. Yes. Like just the freestyle. I mean, well, quote freestyles are a treat. And just like the jokes, like that half body sex doll that he has <laughs> is ridiculous. Right. Oh, and it's so horrifying too, because it's just like this oh, half body. Gross. And I was talking to somebody when Mike he's talking about how he met Todd Dillerson. <laughs> Who the hell's Todd Dillerson? He's he, they mean Ty Dolla Sign. His name isn't Todd Dillerson. Todd <laughs> Dillerson. So good. <laughs> oh my Christ. Uh yeah. And you know what he said. I know that. I'm not stupid. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> Ryan, what do you say we play our favorite game? Let's do it. I was just stalling because I didn't have. I had to pull up the image. Here we go. We <laughs> I figured, yeah. Or should I have bought this, which is becoming the favorite game here on the hashtag Dork Podcast? We take your submissions at Dork Podcast on Twitter, but more if you want to sort of hide it and have it be a surprise from everybody. Email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. We're gonna try to do like two a week, and so we, we we're getting more than that. So just keep sending them in. And once you've sent it in, you don't need to send it in again. I'll go back and try to make sure we get to everybody's the best that we can. So we have two for this week. And uh, again, for the viewers on YouTube, we stream these episodes every Monday night, youtube.com slash dork podcast. You can subscribe to that channel as well. We would appreciate that. Uh, What we're going to do is for those people watching, we have an image because we tell people to send us not only a picture of what you bought, also how much it cost. And a brief description. And then we will tell you, Davey and I will vote. Should you have bought this? We will answer that question for you. You will know you'll either be able to sleep better at night or sadly, maybe worse at night. What we have in front of you right now for the viewers on YouTube, you can see it. Davey, describe to the people what's in front of us. I see what seems to be a Halloween outlet, large machete, plastic machete. Mm hmm. Underneath that is a California license plate with the numbers 1E49901. Correct. So that's, you have that's it. Yeah. and like a toy machete. This comes in from Joey, who says, these are on-screen used props from the critically acclaimed film Scream 4. First, a machete used in the stabathon scene by an extra. Second, 
the license plate for Allison Bree's car from her death scene in the hospital parking garage. Joey paid $125 each for a grand total of $250. Should I have bought this? Um, I think this one, uh, how do you feel about, do you have one, one feeling strong feeling either way, Richard? You know how I feel about the Scream franchise. Oh, that said, I'm going to say absolutely fucking not. It's a chunky. <laughs> sorry, Joey. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, that could be from anywhere. There's no way to verify that plastic ass machete could be like, you could just, I could go down to like CVS and get one of those. There's no uh, way you know that that's used in it. Sir, how do you I, tell it's certified? I, good point. I don't know if it was in the movie. He claims that it was. I like Scream 4. I like the Scream franchise. The Stabathon machete, $125. You know me. It is a little rich for my blood. A license plate from Allison <laughs> Free death scene in the hospital parking lot. Should I have bought this? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Seriously, that's like... <laughs> How much does like an actual license plate cost? Like three wow. bucks? <laughs> yeah, but how many of them were in Scream 4? I uh, allegedly only this one. <laughs> and you look at the picture, it's on like a fucking Toyota Camry. Like, who cares? Oh. Sorry, Joey. So you're a. <laughs> So people in the chat think that it's a little it's priced a little high too. I think 250 high. all in is a lot. How much was the shipping? <laughs> is what I want to know. Would you even rather, the shipping would have been too much? <laughs> would you rather have a PlayStation 5? You can get it. <laughs> no disc or these two items. So yeah. it's a chunky. <laughs> this next one, Ryan. All right, let me let me I gotta I gotta finagle this thing here a second. Uh the next one comes in from Brad. And Brad said it was his birthday. So that is why he bought this for himself. Extra fifty dollars tacked out. Like so, like we take fifty dollars off, whatever it is. I, I would think so. So yeah. this right here, do we got a good look at it? Can we zoom in Oof. a little bit? Let's zoom in. This I remember this one. You you forwarded me this email. Yes. So this is like this. What happened here? What'd you do there? You, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Is it back up? Okay. Yep. This is a comic book, an actual comic, not just the cover like I have behind okay. me here on my in my Dragon's Lair. This is the first ever appearance of Deadpool. So it comes to us from the New Mutants. I don't know. That might be a surprise to some people, but it was the New Mutants in. Uh, let's see. What year was this? What year? Uh, was you can see Deadpool? it. It's the fifty. Uh, looks like. 91 okay yep i think you're right 1991 it says you got domino on the cover you have gideon on the cover a bunch of the new mutants and then it says introducing the lethal deadpool it was a and at the bottom it says and the dynamic domino so you have the first appearance of deadpool and domino and by the way for comic book people it has been graded as an 8.5. Oh, yeah, there's the date as well. February of 91 is when yeah. this came out. It's so eight number 98. And it's I thought 10, right? I think I fucking missed this by a few. I was looking through my old comics. Yeah. I have like new mutants, like one something. Like I just fucking missed the uh Deadpool debut. So it's the Deadpool debut. It was his birthday. 
So he bought it uh, for his, he's got a little man cave, he says as well, a dragon's lair, if you will. And he spent $321.50. First, the debut of Deadpool, and it's a classic treat yourself opportunity. So, so for Brad, should I have bought this? Yes, because, so I'm looking at the comic rating right now. This uh, is how we do it. This is how we do it. I agree with you. Go ahead. I agree because this probably is going to go up in price because of who Deadpool is. Now, if you bought this 10 years ago for that price, I would have been like, no, yeah, no way. High. That's a little high. But um, looking at the comic grading, that's a, this is an 8.5. Yes, 8.5. So this is a very fine plus. A near mint is a nine. So like that one of the like the highest grade you can get is a nine. So it's in super good condition. Very good condition. Yep. Um what's it go for? So gem mint is like a 10. So it's out of 10, but like you rarely see unless they did printed it and you put it, you they printed it and you put it in the thing and never opened it. (laughs) Yeah. There's like no that's a 10 world. Yeah. Yeah. Um so at 8.5 is a very fine plus. It's not near mint. Okay. But I think mint, this would be like 500 bucks if I were to guess. Yeah. And I'm telling it's you, still- if, the, yourself, if, if Deadpool is your favorite character, I'm going to assume it is for Brad, or at least he's got to be up there. And like you said, Davey, they're making a Deadpool 3 with MCU. That value is only going to go up. So he's he's guaranteed at least one more hit movie. He may appear in more movies. I think the character... The stock might rise again. Like it, it had a huge yes. spike in 2016 when that movie came out. But I think the character's going to go up. It's a fucking cool looking cover too. I like I like the look of the cover. Uh, and it's the first. You know, he's holding the gun. He's looking at you. The gun's smoking. Mm-hmm. I, shit. This is how we do it. So it looks like look- if I were to guess, that looks like a. <laughs> who drew was that Jim Lee who drew that? Uh good question. I don't know. Might be. I like that. <laughs> or Rob Lee. Yeah. yeah, back in 91, you could have had it for a dollar, but you didn't. Oh, so you gotta <laughs> pay a little bit more for it now. Yes. But that's uh folks, that's how you play. Should I have bought this? So once again, you can uh, submit your submissions to at Dork Podcast on Twitter or more likely dorkpodcast at gmail.com because we would prefer just a little bit of a uh, description. Of course, the price and a picture. Those are the two biggest things right there because that is why that is how we are able to determine if, in fact, you should have bought this. But also feel free to throw in the why. Too. The why is also important. Like So for instance, like That's this was a birthday point. present for myself. That helps. That helps. That'll help whether or not we should buy it. If you just randomly bought two random ass props from a pretty bad movie, decent movie, decent movie, you could have where you could have bought most of a dead first appearance of Deadpool comic. Yeah. You know, probably not. Probably not worth the effort. About whether to say anything because I feel like Michael Patrick Porkins could win it even without the oral. His father didn't need to do the oral. That is why this is so tough for me to tell about the oral. It's time for Davey's video game in it. Even if it takes more than a minute. 
All right, Davey, what do you have, sir? Well, as always, this portion of the program is brought to you by our friends at Wild Bill Soda. Go to drinkwildbills.com, use the promo code Ron Von D. Unfortunately, it's not 20% anymore. It's back to 10. Make sure you go and check them out. You guys have been killing it with the uh, with the sales on Wild Bill Soda, so keep using that promo code. Those guys are the best. Go to drinkwildbills.com, use the promo code Ron Von D. Now, copious notes. There's a lot of things that I have to go through right now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna do them quickly. I have a couple that I, I I'm hoping you hit on. Um, there will be no dual wielding weapons in the new Halo game. So that automatic, yep, that automatically makes that worse than any other Halo game. Um, <laughs> all of the Bethesda, since Bethesda is now partnered with Microsoft, all of the Bethesda games on your Xboxes are now getting a frame rate bump. So all of them are going to be optimized for the next gen consoles. That includes Skyrim, all the Fallout 76, and all the Fallout series. Um, it is the one-year anniversary, I believe, this week of the game Animal Crossing. So a year ago today, I became the second most avid gamer in my household. Is your wife still playing that a year later? She's, play- I'm, she's playing it right now. I'm gar- I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> Apex Legends is now on Switch for all you Switch people. And speaking of the Switch, did you know? That in the year of two new consoles, that the Switch is still the best-selling console in this country. Yeah, it's because you, you can't that. Play PlayStation Five even if you want one. <laughs> even if they were like they were just printing them one after another, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, there was I saw this thing I retweeted on Twitter today. There's a a thing called uh, a cy- the Cyber Mill One. Did you see I retweeted this? It is Cyber a self-powered. And it was right out of Ready Player One. It's the exact same oh. thing they were talking. The omnidirectional treadmill. Oh, that you can now get. It's you have a thing that oh. hooks you up, like in the back, like a back harness, and you can run on this thing in any direction. Oh. And you can actually oh. change it. So it's actually really cool. And this company that I think it, I forget that it's like look uh, look nor I forget that I forget the name of the company, but it's something weird. Okay. But they only have they have under a thousand followers on on twitter hmm. so this is a company that's kind of like coming out of nowhere with this stuff that i've never heard of before but i saw this like this is going to be unbelievable once they start doing things like this yeah that's pretty cool um there is an imminent fall guys and among us crossover happening for those of you who are still playing those games um so you'll be able to play as among us characters in fall guys i think i might dust that back off I that's might fun that's just yeah, a fun like game yeah. you know um and this one we we right after we like the day after we recorded our podcast last week, they dropped a trailer for a new side-scrolling arcade-style Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. Mm-hmm. And I said, I "Bring it!" Yeah, looks good. If it looks old-school arcade, yeah. like the Konami one, and I said, "God help Twitch if this is a four-player co-op game online," because man, the swearing fun. and yes, insults that will be hurled. Uh-huh. At everybody for who is not doing what they're supposed to do, it's going to be a lot. Confirm or deny? Yeah, can well, either I- confirm nor deny. Um, so yeah. let's see. That's pretty much all I got. I got one more thing. What do you got? They they announced that the college football game yes. may not be out until 2023. Right. And I thought it was 2022 before. Now it's 2023. Yeah, it's honest. We're playing this. EA game. sucks. I'm not. We're never. We're yeah. never playing this game. Never playing them. Well, so, I don't think we're playing this game. Never. You can't That's play the wing T anytime soon with Navy. No. A shame. A shame. Yeah, which is a shame. All those options and all those traps and everything you could run with Navy. 
and win a, win a game without ever throwing a pass mm-hmm. will be something. Ryan. So that's it. So that's what we got for David. What, come on, can I do anything? That's all for Davey's Video Game Minutes. <laughs> Brought to you by always. Powered by our friends at Wild Bill Soda. Go to drinkwildbills.com. Use the promo code Ron Von D. Get yourself some soda. It's good for you. How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. I'm CEO and founder of Cosplayer Nation. We did a documentary all about cosplaying across America from Maine to Seattle to Whitey, Puerto Rico. We've won three awards. Um, we're practically compass to the cosplay community, as well as we interviewed the guy who coined the phrase cosplay from the 80s, Tokunishi Takahashi. <laughs> Ryan, are you ready for the topic du jour? What? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day. And today, yes. it is worst comedy sequels. We had penciled in about a month ago. We were going to do Coming to America for this episode. I watched Coming to America. Did you watch Coming to America? I watched the first 15 minutes of it. Honestly, maybe the best 15 minutes of the whole movie. And even then, that was enough. Horrible. Horrible. That was Sucked. enough. So we, we called an audible. We called a hot route at the line. And we said, you know what? Let's just do comedy sequels and we could sort of do best or worst. And you had the idea, let's do worst. And most of them kind of fall into that category of worst. So coming to America joins a very long list of comedy movies, especially ones that take a really long time in between making them. And I also think for the purposes of this, it's not just like if there was a really shitty comedy and then they made a sequel to it and it was also shitty. I don't think that counts as much. No, no, the first one had to be decent. The first one you had to like, and then you had to be let down by the second one. Yeah, because I think I feel like there's um there was one that I was thinking of, and like, well, the first one sucked too. So that doesn't count. Like grown-ups too. Yes, like grown-ups once, or it was Paul Blart. Like Paul Blart and one sucked. So why do I care if Paul Blart two stinks? You don't care. It doesn't doesn't matter. I also for my list, and before we get to the worst, I want to hit on a few of the good ones, Mm -hmm. but I also didn't include, and if you did, this is fine, but I didn't include like third and fourths. I did like direct sequels. Um, I have a couple in there that's like there were a couple of good ones, but then it went on. Yeah, that's fine. Too long, you know, so we'll mention those kind of towards the end. But I would say, and just give me your your quick reaction. I have a few because at first I was putting this list together. I thought the bad ones were going to outweigh the good ones. I still think it does, but it was a little bit closer than Mm -hmm. I thought. Here are some of the ones that I like. Not necessarily that they were better than the first, but that they were enjoyable nonetheless. Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. Yeah, that one was on the... I was on the fence about that one. I, I was, love it. Ace Ventura 2 was a little... I love like, it. To me... I, know, I, I understand, but like Jim Carrey's too... like He goes for it a little too hard. He went for it hard. Makes, yeah. I thought it was great, though. Not The first one, to me, is one of the all-time great comedies, especially for me. It came yeah. out when I was 10, the first one, so it like couldn't have been at a better time in my life. I was very impacted by it. I wanted to be Ace Ventura. I thought he was hysterical. The second one... I thought they did a good enough job where it was calling back old jokes, but then also creating some new ones and and taking it to a different place where it allowed you. Like I still, if I'm in a car that is hot, I say hot in these rhinos. Yes. And I say that every time I was going to say that that one scene saved that movie for me, because I remember seeing that at like 13 or 14 and (laughs) laughing when he came out of the rhinos ass. Amazing dying laughing yeah so that kind of saves it in the whole like, like him and the uh, uh, tommy davidson and their whole thing and like him and the wachuchu t- tribe or like bumblebee tuna 
Bumblebee tuning up. Your balls are showing. Yeah. <laughs> There's enough in there. The fucking sling thing. Yeah. Him on the airplane. I, I think it's really good. So anyway, oh, I think three darts is too much. Was three funny. Darts is, that was hysterical. <laughs> three darts is too much. Yeah. Fucking awesome. I'm laughing at it now. So yeah, that, that saved us. That one's a pretty good one. Or when he's finally like caught and he's in that room with all the animals and he thinks the guy is in on it with him and he like dives behind a chair and he's crawling around. He's like, Greenwald, the lights. Greenwald, now. The lights. And he's just looking at it like fucking hysterical. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's decent, yeah. Ace Ventura two, I would say next Friday is, is awesome. I love it's, next Friday. Day day is so good. Yep. Um, twenty two Jump Street, good, good, not great. Like some laughs, so though, dumb. Yeah, just so the dumb. premise. And, but I like how they make fun of it too, like right. how stupid the idea is. Yeah, they're aware, uh, and it that, has the, one of my favorite lines of that movie is that my name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we can put that on this. Put, please put that on the soundboard. I will. I My name is Jeff. <laughs> that one's also fun. It's, it's a good line. Yeah. Uh, Jackass 2, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sort of a different comedy, but Jackass 2. I would say Ghostbusters 2. It's a, it's a step down from the first one, but it's still like watchable. It's decent, yeah. Uh, Deadpool 2, if you want to call mm-hmm. that a comedy. This movie is so outrageous that I think it's good. The movie itself's not a good movie, but Gremlins 2, the new batch... <laughs> It's so bad. Like the, it's probably the best Key and Peel sketch is when they go through the pitch meeting or the writers meeting, and they're naming all the stuff that they're gonna throw in the movie, and then at the end they're like, "This is re-, like all of the stuff is in the movie." <laughs> yeah, the, the like spider like, gremlin, like every like yeah, put it in, put Trans- it in. Best that gremlin. <laughs> I would say the Austin Powers. I know it was a trilogy, but I would say the second one was what the spy who shagged me. I thought, yeah, it was International Man of Mystery, then Spy Who Shagged Me, then Goldmember. Yeah. And those were all... I would say Spy Who Shagged Me is good. Naked mm-hmm. Gun, two and a half. Also good. Right. If you want to say Christmas Vacation, I think it's technically, what, the second... Vacation. No, it went... Oh, no. Vacation, European Vacation, oh. which is fucking terrible. Never mind. I take it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam's Family Values, not bad. It was good. I liked Adam's Family... I actually like Adam's Family Values more than the regular Adam's Family. Yeah, I think it's better. I think that I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Pie 2, good. Good. Solid. Uh, Scary Movie 2, I actually like. Is that the Take My Strong Hand one? Yes. That one's pretty good. All right, I'll give you that. It's pretty good. And then one of my favorite movies, and I understand that it's only mine and nobody else would like it. Short Circuit 2. I fucking knew you were going to say that movie. I love Short Circuit 2. (laughs) 95? Michael McKean's in it? I'm aware. And so is uh, Fisher Stevens. Yeah. Who's like, he? Fisher Stevens, who's like, it's probably. Probably executive not. producer of Tiger King, Fisher Stevens. Was he? Yeah. Okay. All right. But, but anyway, doing was... a doing a very uh yeah I know cultural appropriation role and listen it's probably, probably not, but if you focus on Johnny Five and if you focus on Michael McKeon and you mm. focus on is it Ali Sheedy? No, not Ali Sheedy. Who is not Ali? Yeah, Sheedy. it's Ali Sheedy. Uh, no, Ali Sheedy's in the first one. Ah, uh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Who is it? Now I have to look at. Now I have to IMD the it. Here we go. It's on the internet streets, and that's where we're going. <sighs> Short Circuit Two. Short Circuit Two was a great movie. It was. Let's see. Short Circuit Two, nineteen eighty-eight. The lead female role in it was Cynthia Gibb. Yeah, she was in Young Blood. She was in Young Blood. Fuck yeah. And in Fame. Yep. And she was in Malone, and she also. Received a Golden Globe nomination for her performance as Gypsy Rose Lee in the 1993 film Gypsy. Oh. She was also in the movie Death Warrant with Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
where he went uh, to prison undercover as a cop and went into prison. And she was his conjugal visit. I bet it was bad. Well, actually, we have a clip, Ryan. I know you wouldn't think I have this on the ready. What yeah. movie was that movie? Death Warrant. Death Warrant. So the conjugal, conjugal visit scene? This is what yes. it sounds like. I'm going to freaking explode inside you. I'm going to spill it. I'm going to fill you up. I'm going to fill you up. What? I'm going to fill you up. Just let me do this. Okay. You know, I didn't think I saw that movie, but now that kind of jogged my memory. That jogged your memory. You've seen it now. Yeah, I think I have seen it. In my past. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to ping pong. Yep. We didn't do a ranking, but I think there might be a definitive one or two that we can get to. But let's just yeah. Why don't you take the first vo the first volley here? Worst comedy sequel. Do you want to get the worst one out of the way first? Go ahead. Caddyshack 2 has to be one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. With Jackie's Wacky Golf. I don't think I've ever seen who's a uh, Jackie Mason. It was like the in uh yeah. Probably and Jonathan Silverman who makes an, another appearance on my list. He's actually in two of the worst comedy sequels I've ever seen. <laughs> um and you took everything that was funny about Caddyshack and it was kind of like I forget what they it was like these, you know, the bozos who were like the working class stiffs who were on, on this like high end um, you know, golf course. And, or the uh, country club, and you spun it. You spun it around on them. You know what I mean? It's like an underdog story, and just completely ruin everything that the original Caddyshack did. Now, Dan Aykroyd taking place of Bill Murray, unbelievably bad. So unbelievably bad. bad. So really smart by Bill Murray not to be in this movie. No, I think no. that's sort of a theme, and, and some of the movies that I have. There's a lot of stars from the first one that said no thanks to the second one, right? Which was smart. And so Bill Murray not being in this one, I think was was pretty telling. Also, the Gopher talks, which no movie. The Gopher no. talks in in the movie. I think this is still the one that is held up. I agree with you. This would be the worst one if we had to pick one. This is the worst one. It's, there's a yeah it's one of the it's probably the worst one but there are some there that are making a run for just as bad that's true and I, I do think though that especially when you compare the difference and i think we're too young like our generation just missed like caddyshack being like our favorite movie like that's not yeah. for us. The people older than us it's probably their favorite movie or like our dads are probably like love caddyshack mm -hmm. but if you just take like how that is regarded as a comedy versus this, this is the one that people point to. So anytime there's like a really good comedy sequel or a comedy, and then they make a sequel, the first reaction is like, oh, I hope it's not fucking Caddyshack 2. That's like what everybody says. And so yeah. it's, it's just so bad. You're right. Jackie Mason, Robert Stack, Randy Quaid, and then Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase is in it. And it's just, it stinks. It absolutely stinks. So I'm going to own that one. And one other oh. thing, too, that like all of these National Lampoon movies that came out in the early 80s. So you think like Vacation, Caddyshack, um, Animal House, like movies like that. Like there was a guy at the head of the National Lampoon. His name was Doug Kenny, who died in 1980. 
So mm. after he died, like all of those national, he was like the head of National Lampoon. So like once he died, I mean, all of these movies, anything with the name National Lampoon on it, chances are it was shit. They have a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, they do. Uh, this is eight years after the original. So Caddyshack came out in 80. This came out in 88. So it's a mm-hmm. gap. I mean, we've again, coming to America was a significantly larger gap that we yeah. just saw. The movie itself wasn't as bad, but again, it was, it was a pretty big letdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got one here, right? Well, sort of in this vein, Dumb and Dumber 2. Two spelled T-O. So what they did was they did a prequel. I'm not even counting. They, so yes, in, a Dumb and Dumber-er they did. Dumb and Dumber-er with two different actors. Mm-hmm. But then Dumb and Dumber 2, Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels came back for the movie, and it was horrible. And again, you know me. I don't really feel bad for people necessarily yeah but watching this you're like is like just kind of cringe you're like why are these guys fucking doing this like what and they look one of the, one of the thing, horrible yeah one of the things that struck me when i saw the trailer is how old they both looked doing this mm-hmm. and, you know you ever see like two old guys like you watch you know people getting in a fight on like instagram or youtube uh, and it's like two old guys and you're like oh come on man and this like, thing- it's like watching two old guys fight it is yeah and this was 20 years after the original. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was sort of one of those ones that even a bigger gap than Caddyshack, because I mm-hmm. think Dumb and Dumber is better than Caddyshack. And then to, so to have this kind of a come down is like brutal. And it's like it to, it doesn't make the first one worse, but it's just like, it's just frustrating that they made it. I'm just like upset that they made it. And there was no kind of real reason to Ah, you know you got to figure if you're if you're jim carrey or you're jeff even jeff daniels who's had remember he was on uh was it newsroom on hbo Mm -hmm. which was critically was you know he was nominated for golden globes i think and the show was great and uh he has that monologue at the very first episode of that show which was incredible um and then he went and did this like it doesn't make any sense to me why would you do that i don't know it made money i don't know i guess that's the only reason but it I hated it and it was frustrating. So. All right, so this one, um, I, j- I actually just watched the other day, just to see because I knew we were doing this and I was going to do some research. And they're both on HBO now, HBO Max. It's on HBO Max now. If you want to watch it and see what I'm talking about, Revenge of the Nerds to Nerds in Paradise. When they go on spring break to lovely, it's called Nerds in Paradise, and they go to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. <laughs> That's where I went for my spring break, junior year of college. We went cheapest way possible. We went uh, like the cheapest flights. It was one of those things where there's, like, I think, 11 of us, and we had two hotel rooms. We stayed at Days Inn, where Oof. I think somebody gets stabbed outside of. Also, at one point, we were waiting for the shuttle bus to the beach because that's how far away we were from the beach. So we needed yes. to take a shuttle bus. And a guy drove up in like a, I don't know, Nissan, not even an Altima, but like like a <laughs> fucking tiny car. Sentra? Yeah, like a Sentra. Maybe a Sentra. Yeah. He's like, you guys need a lift? And we're like, what? I'm like, how many can we? And like, like, just a bad idea. But he's like, he's like, yeah, you guys can all fit in here. I'm like, oh my God. you're going to take us somewhere and murder us. We're not getting in your fucking car. And well, we strike the numbers. If there was 11 of you and one of him, chances are he would probably might have gotten one of you, but that's true. That's yeah. true. It would have killed one of us, but huh. it was just anyway. That was a that was a blast of a trip. But yeah, for, but also not the most glamorous. <laughs> no, and Revenge of the Nerds too stinks. That yeah. movie is awful. Now, as good as but problematic, I would say the, the original Revenge of the Nerds. You could never make that movie again. But a classic comedy movie, mm-hmm. albeit very problematic. 
Um, this movie is just awful. The pits. Just awful. The pits. Yep. I, I'm going to throw out uh, Meet the Fockers. <sighs> and here's the thing. They also made a couple more after this, or at least one more after this. Was it Little Fockers? Maybe yeah, after that? Fockers, yeah. So... I we don't talk about it enough. I think Meet the Parents is one of the more quotable, like sneaky, really good comedies of the early 2000s. I think it's hilarious. I think if you watch it again, yeah, there's obviously the cringe element, like everything that that uh, Ben Stiller goes through. It's wildly quotable. It's a really, really good movie. But then they just rely on like Fockers being the joke. It's like Fockers isn't a joke. It is. It's a no. It's a it's a pun. And if you're if you're a whole if your oh. whole comedy thing is based off of a pun. And it's like, just like, then, so then you bring in Ben Stiller's parents for this movie. And it's, just, it just becomes, it's just too much. It's not as good. No. Wait, it's did they bring it? Go with Kunth. Kunth was funny. Kunth oh, is funny. Not that funny. It's not that funny. Um, and it was, it, it started getting unfunny at the end of the first movie right. when they, 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 they kept hammering it. They kept hammering it. And then, it peaked when they mentioned that Pam's middle name was Martha. So she would be Pamela Martha Fokker, which was, that's a decent joke, yeah, right? It's fine. But this was also the catalyst of what I was talking about. The, the Stiller effect, which I've brought up on older podcasts where I could name with the exception of heavyweights, right? Any still, any movie that Ben Stiller is in, I can name you someone who's funnier than him. He's funny that, by proxy. He's not funny. funny. Definitely not heavyweight, or no, definitely heavyweights. He is, mm -hmm. and then I know you've made the the point that in uh, Dodgeball he plays a very similar character. Correct, but he's and Vince Vaughn is funnier than him in the, and so is uh, Pirate Steve, Steve the Pirate. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's really good, and actually Jason yeah. Bateman's really good in that. Jason Bateman's really good, and uh, Justin Long is actually the best physical yeah. comedian in that movie. Yeah, no, no, mm -hmm. Stiller definitely surrounds himself in, but. I, I think Meet the Parents is really good. Like, I think Owen Wilson's character is just such a jackass. And he's like, yes, oh, Greg, I think uh, you would call it a Hopa. And like, just like the way they interact. I think it's right. great. And, and I always got pissed off at that movie, too, because his uh, Pam, like, dicks him over, over and over, like, sets him up to fail. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, anyway. Uh, so they, <laughs> I agree with you on that. He's like, it's up, K-Dog. Uh, you had to. How about. And this is the second Jonathan Silverman movie we're going to bring up. Weekend at Bernie's 2. Oof, rough. Rough. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Rough. I, There's well, voodoo involved. I didn't love the first one. I know it's a classic, but like... I, it's I not so much a classic. It's just... But it's like... Mm -hmm. It's so 80s that you kind of you kind of respect it. Yeah. Um, But there's like... They go on an island vacation... And somehow Bernie ends up there and there's voodoo. So he starts like... Anytime there's music playing, he walks. Yeah. It's super weird. The one thing I will say though is the guy who played—I forget his name—the um, guy who plays Bernie should have been nominated for something. Like how he maintained that face and that walk, and yeah. thirty years later inspired a dance craze. So like Bernie, worth something. That's worth something. But the movie itself, god damn. So going back to your Ben Stiller take in the chat, where uh, Zoolander, I would say Mugatu is funnier. Will Ferrell. Oh yeah. Absolutely, and uh, even even uh, Hans Owen Wilson. Luke, uh, Owen, Owen Wilson's funnier than him. Owen Wilson's probably funnier, but definitely uh, Mugatu. And then Rossi says, "Heartbreak Kid." Uh, and I would say, I "What's her Alan, name?" Alan Ackerman's funny. Alan Ackerman steals the show in that movie. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. No, Stiller to me is a pretty good straight guy in that. 
I think the rest of the characters are more goofy. Danny McBride yeah. characters. Not, it's not definitely not the best Danny McBride, but it's, it's no. But the uh, but his the person who he speaks to is Flo from the uh, Progressive commercials. <laughs> is one of the family members that is it really you know, Bew. Yeah, the yeah. one who's talking about getting the license plate says Bew. That's Flo from. All right, I have two that were follow ups to Jim Carrey movies that okay. he wasn't in. Why is it supposed not to be in? Oof, I know one of these. So Evan Almighty, brutal was the fall to Bruce Almighty. Although this is sort of a little like I don't think Bruce Almighty was great at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Bruce Almighty was great, but Bruce Almighty was fine. And then Steve Carell's like, yeah, I'll do the next one. And you're like, why? That was awful. But then, the scene with Steve Carell and Jim Carrey in that movie where he's like doing like they're doing like the mouthing thing is laugh out loud funny. Oh, in the first one. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the second one, the second one's not good at all. And then also they did a sequel to The Mask Oof. called Son of the Mask with Jamie Kennedy. Jim Carrey's not in it. And actually, I think uh, Loki's involved, right? Because doesn't it's like a well, Loki. that's the mask is Loki's the mask. mask, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. right. So, but also terrible. Son of the and mask. and Jamie, this was like basically the end for Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, right? this is rock bottom right here. Oh my god. Rock so the um another one I want to bring up, uh, Blues Brothers two thousand. Yeah, which Blues Brothers at the time was one of my favorite movies. Um, and when this came out, um, and Dan Aykroyd. Again, you bring in John Goodman to do, to do this, and like a kid who was just the most annoying kid never in the world. TV, if you're doing a TV show, oh. don't bring in a kid. That should never be your plan. And it was just—I have no idea what in the late in the '90s and 2000s. I have no idea what the hell Dan Aykroyd was thinking. No, like, what are you thinking? I know it's a big Mac and Goo take that Dan Aykroyd really isn't like almost the Ben Stiller effect. Like, how many movies is Dan Aykroyd the best in? It's probably not a lot. Not a lot. It's uh, yeah. I think they're. I think they might be onto something. They're, yeah, I think they're onto oh, something. I do here. like some of his old school SNL characters. I think he I has like really that. funny SNL characters. Mm-hmm. But in movies, I think especially if he's sharing it with Bill Murray, like Bill Murray's always going to be funnier. Or he tries to play a take on Bill Murray's character in a sequel, like Caddyshack Two, and it's just, he starts. He talks in like the most annoying voice ever. Can't do he it. was good in Tommy Boy. He was, yeah, he was, but but not the best. That's about it. Uh, let me throw Super Troopers Two at you. Oh my god, I can't believe that isn't even on my list. But uh, what a piece of crap! So devastating because Super Troopers One is another all-time classic. It is so good. Rod Farva is one of the best characters, and I just remember being so angry. Watching Super Troopers too. None of it was funny. None. none of it. None of it. It was similar to coming to America. Like you're just like waiting to laugh, waiting to laugh. And you're like, guess we're not laughing today. We're not gonna do this today. Day without laughs. And is that what we're supposed to be doing? No. By the way, this isn't a spoiler because it happens in the first ten minutes. Is the is Zamunda a fake country? Is the country that Wesley Snipes is character from really called Next Doria? I guess. Like they met, I was like, what? <laughs> like, th- like that's your writing team next Doria. What? I say snipes. I thought he was doing the best he could in that movie. Uh, well, he's got to pay the taxes. You got to pay the IRS. He's got to show up for something. Right. By the way, as a reminder to all of our audience, pay your taxes. Cause legally, I think you're, you need to, you're supposed to by April 15th. You so you month. get a month, you have a month, but right? do it though. Come on, but do it. You got to get that stimmy too. Get that stimmy money, then tell us what you're doing with the stimmy. Oh, by the way, that could be a good addition. That could to be, 
I just spent fourteen hundred dollars on blank and boom was take a yeah pack. yeah yeah nice. What and you call it, it like stimmy your stimmy the stimmy. Like what are you blowing your stimmy on? You know? I was gonna, chances are if you spent your stimmy on it. This is how we do it. Go ahead and buy Scream three props for all. It's I found money. It's Everybody. found money. What do you care, right? Money. Save it. Uh, how about any Hangover sequel? I had yeah, Hangover two was on my list. That's the Thailand one, right? Yes. Chances are, if if my if we went through a similar adventure the night before your wedding, right? Yeah. Chances are, we would not be allowed to hang out with each other ever again. Never unsupervised, anyway. No, and it's, you get two more movies of this. Nah. And by the way, Hangover Two is the you know what the plot of it is? Yeah, it's Hangover One. Right, except it's in Thailand, it's literally they just moved it. They also so. I don't know if this is a popular opinion. The Hangover, a movie I really enjoyed, not that funny. Like at the end of the day, there's some good Allen scenes. Zach Galifianakis yeah. is funny, but I don't think I ever like pissed myself laughing. Like most, most Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler movies, I at some point am like red in the face, dying laughing. I was never laughing that hard at The Hangover. The it, hardest I laughed. I loved sorry. it. The hardest I laughed watching The Hangover was the pictures at the end of the movie when they were going through the camera. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was the funniest yeah. thing to me. Yeah, yeah. he's like Ed Helms was like pulling out his tooth. That's true. Um, last one I will bring up here. So we brought up most of these. Um, I'm going to bring up Zoolander two. That just sucks. Oh yes. So and, I've actually yeah. never seen Zoolander two. Uh, bad. And there's another movie you haven't mentioned it yet, so I don't want to steal it from you. But there's a movie that you would think I've seen and I have not. Is it okay. Maybe it's this one. Perhaps it's this one. How about Clerks 2? Oh, see, I didn't think it sucked. It wasn't great, but I don't think it sucked. But I think I'm I'm skirting with the rules, too, because I think Clerks 1 sucks. Oh, so then you shouldn't even include this. And I shouldn't even include it. But uh, if you look at IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, Clerks is like 80-something uh, oh, percent. Like, it's like people love that movie, and I have no idea why. To which I would throw it back to you, the listener, and be like, you love Clerks? What happens at the end? They go back to work, probably. You, you, nobody like, nobody can tell. if you Without looking it up, you probably couldn't tell me, casual listener and person who saw Clerks 10 years ago. You have no idea how that movie ends. Yeah, I didn't love Clerks. You know me. No. I, I defend Kevin Smith, though. I love Mallrats. I love other, some of his other movies. Clerks, too, I thought was just fine. Like I, I wouldn't include it in the best or the worst for me. Pillow Pants was funny. That's about it. Uh yeah, I would <laughs> say funny. the one movie I had never seen, and you would think that I would, Anchorman two. I've never seen. Uh, so there is a sound bite that never made it into the movie. I did it on my Twitch stream the other night. There's a I'll I'll link it to Twitter. There's an outtake from that. Uh, Will Ferrell, uh, Ron Burgundy goes blind, okay. and there's a scene with them, and they're trying to convince him that he's actually he's really not blind. You yeah. know, and uh. It's um, I I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'll just link it to that. Yeah, but but another one movie that sucks then. And like I love the first one. The first one yeah. I don't know where I'd have it ranked. Got to be top ten comedy of all time. It's and unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Second one got such a I don't remember an ad campaign as strong as that one. Everywhere you turned, every time you turned on the TV, the radio, whatever, there was an Anchorman two commercial, and I just I've never seen it. 
I've never seen it. It's not that I didn't want to. It's just that I didn't have enough interest to see it in the theater. And then I don't remember what streaming services it's been on. And I just have never, after all these years, I've never seen it. La- okay. I said this was the last one. This is the last one I bring up. Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. Yeah, it was not good. Oof. That was uh, that was bad. Oof. I know. It's I want so bad. I want to defend Kevin Smith, but I can't. Don't there. because all he does it's the same jokes, it's the same people, it's the same jokes over and over, and it's getting to the point. And I'm going to say this right: it, it's sad. The jokes it, are like a cameo can't be the joke. No, the jo- they need to also have joke. They can't just show up on screen like, oh my god, it's Ben Affleck, or it's who they have. They have Chris Hemsworth or whoever they had. You're like, I forget, but they had uh, Jason Lee, right? Like, in the same clothes as he wore in Mallrats. So you know it's the same character. And I think he actually shows up as multiple characters in that movie. Yes. Yeah, Which, like, checks out. He played multiple characters in the uh, View Askewiverse. I understand, but... Uh, yeah. okay. uh, Ryan, I would also throw out Fletch Lives. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a wild fan of Fletch. No, and I that's what I think we said most overrated movies of all time. I think we did that once. I would say and Fletch. Fletch yeah. I think Fletch was on both of our lists. I understand why people love Fletch so much. Also, Be Cool. I wanted to like Be Cool again. It's the it's the sequel to Get Shorty. Is that a comedy? I think it's technically a comedy or it might not go like drama. Movie. It's not. Oh, a, yeah. The Rock did the best he could. The Rock actually was the only bright spot in that movie. But Be Cool is terrible. And a movie that I did enjoy the original. The whole 10 yards. The whole nine yards? Not a bad movie. No. Remember, we saw that in the theater. Yes, we saw that down in Florida together. Yeah. For baseball. The Sunburn Boys saw the whole nine yards as a team. We were thrilled because there was air conditioning and there was no sun in there. So we liked That movie wasn't bad, but the whole 10 yards is just like so over the top. And Bruce Willis is just like cringe and it's not funny. And it's just, uh, it's a mess. So those, those are the... I think that's all the list I have. I, I'm with you though. I think at the top of that list, it has to be Caddyshack two, but Super Troopers two, Dumb and Dumber two, Blues Brothers two thousand. Uh, it's just there fun. haven't been a lot of great ones. Let's put it that way. And I don't. Not only is there not been any great ones, even the ones that I liked, I don't know if any of them. Are, I don't think any of them are better than the original. Whereas you can get into other movies like sci-fi movies or crime movies or whatever, and sometimes the sequels are better. But in comedies, I don't think they're ever better. It's rare, but like you have movies, obviously, like Empire Strikes Back or right. The Godfather or Dark Knight, whatever. Winter Soldier, Shawshank Redemption Two, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, no, but there, oh, there's plenty so, of better ones. Someone mentioned that in the chat. Technically, Breaking is a comedy. Technically, oh, so right. Breaking Two stinks. <laughs> yeah, stinks. If you want to? Oh, that's, that's probably unbelievable. Fun. Two, but a. Uh, the highlight is Ice T shows up in both. Yeah. Believe it or not, yeah. and he raps. Good, good. All right, Ryan. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal? Oh, by the way, feel free to email us at dorkpod or dorkpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us uh, at dorkpodcast. What are your uh, worst comedy sequels? Did we miss anything? What do you agree with? What's number one on your list? So go ahead and uh, let us know. Uh, pick of the pod time, though. Would you like to kick, receive, or uh, defer, or defend a goal? I will defer to you. All right. So I watched two. That's right, Ryan. Count them. Two documentaries, both on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Kid 90, mm. the Soleil Moonfry 
documentary. Pretty interesting story here. So Soleil Moonfry, of course, was Punky Brewster back in the day. And, and currently, Punky oh, Brewster yeah. got a reboot on Peacock, it, and it is terrible. They did like a 10-episode reboot. I yeah. think it's already done. It's terrible. It's so... She, though, back in like her teenage and 20s years, filmed everything. Like she had a she had a camcorder and just filmed everything. And it's so crazy what a small world the like uh young actor world is. Cause she's friends with like all these other teen stars. And so they're all in these movies that she made. And she's like, I just I sh I shot this stuff, I filmed it, I put it away for 20 years. And then I just dug it out. And so this whole movie is her. And it's also modern day versions of like Mark Paul Gosler. Uh, who else is it? Like David Arquette. I saw Steve what's his name? Who was married to um who was married to Megan Fox? Uh Brian, Brian Austin Green. Green. Yeah. Like all of them. Like, and then she was friends with like Leonardo DiCaprio, but then she was also friends with like Jonathan Brandeis and a, a few other actors who did not make it out of the 90s. The Corey's one of the Cor Corey Haim. Sheldon popped in there for a minute. Yeah. She was in there with Corey Feldman. She also had a relationship at one point with Charlie Sheen, also the lead singer of House of Pain. Like, it's pretty oh, fascinating. You mean Everlast? Your boy Everlast? Oh, no, not Everlast. It wasn't Everlast. It, it was, was the other one? It was Danny Boy O'Connor. Danny Boy O'Connor, yeah. yeah. Oh, Panky. <laughs> so anyway, it's interesting. It's interesting. Now, one, let me tell you one, that yeah. past and current Soleil Moonfry can get it. Steal a smooch. Woo! And some, sir. Yeah. Not to be crass, but no, we're not being crass. She is a she's very fair. I yes. Also, uh, in that documentary, another friend of hers growing up was David Arquette. Yes. I finally, and this is more confirming. You already used this as a pick of the pod, but I finally watched it because I got Hulu, and so I'm watching uh, David Arquette. Uh, you can't kill David Arquette. Kill yeah, David Arquette. Incredible. In Incredible. This fucking guy is a he's, lunatic. He's fascinating. I mean, he's like a, I love him now. I I absolutely I am on his side. I this guy, of course, uh, as everybody remembers, in 2000, he was promoting the film Ready Ready to Rumble, and he was teaming up and doing WCW stuff. And they fucking put the heavyweight championship belt on him. He won the heavyweight title, and then he just got shit on. And, and every to this day, people hate him. To this day, wrestling, the wrestling community, I don't know much about it, but I do know after watching this that they fucking hate David Arquette. But it's crazy because it's one of those things where they're not blaming the fucking writers. They're blaming David Arquette, who right. has respect for the business. He's like a big wrestling fan, but he obviously got into acting. He was a successful actor. But it was also interesting the way they, and I don't want to spoil too much of it. You guys should watch it, but it was scream was so popular but because he played like a goofball he was like a legit like i'll put it in quotes but he was like a legitimate actor in the 90s then he did scream in the whole scream series and they're like oh that's who he is and you're like well that's yeah. not who he was but that's the character that he was playing and so he got kind of typecast as a goofball and then he just wasn't in anything and then so he's but the thing about him he was so upset with how the wrestling community viewed him that in his late 40s, he's like, I'm going to be a wrestler. And he went to independent wrestling. And I like, it was kind of queasy, some of the stuff to watch. Like, he yeah. did backyard wrestling and was just getting the shit fucked out of him. And like, I was like, at the point, I'm like, this is, this is sad. This is like watching. It was hard to watch. It, like, there were darn <laughs> number two. It's like, oh. There were parts that were super hard to watch. 
and, and I, like the, the one scene was uh the one when he fought is it nick k or nick gage yeah that one made the rounds that was everywhere because that I remember was, that. Yeah. he was in a death match and he almost died like there was just blood everywhere that made that was all over twitter that was every, like you couldn't avoid that mm-hmm. but it shows like the series of matches that he had and you're like this is a guy he's in a famous family both his sisters are super successful actresses he you would think pretty like i don't think he needs to worry about money anymore right i don't i doubt or does well, he? well maybe i mean like the thing the thing that killed me too is like the interview they with courtney cox where she talks about it yeah. And she's like, I don't really get this. And I just, I was doing, like, he didn't need to do anything. Like, I was, like, the, basically, she says it without saying, she's like, I'm one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, she's I'm like, making $10 million an episode. Like, yeah, he doesn't comic, need to do this. Like, friends, he was in a couple of things, and, but he was obsessed with wrestling, and he would take me to wrestling matches, and then he wanted to wrestle. And then, <laughs> but then what's crazy is 20 years after he was champion, he was like, I'm, I'm going to get these guys respect. And it's like, nah, why? why? Why though? Why do you care? Like, and what other was disturbing to me too, is he, his new wife looks exactly like Courtney Cox. It's, it's bizarre. Exactly like her, like yeah. a younger version of Courtney Cox. It's bizarre. She's but a it's still, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating watch. If you have an hour and a half or whatever, just yeah. watch it. Cause it's fascinating. Just to oh, see. I thought it was a great documentary. Like it yeah. was really, really good. But what an interesting character! Like holy yeah. smoke. So I have a couple things for the pick of the pod this week. Two of them are coming out this week. Okay, and they're not out yet. So I want you to sit back and relax and take these two in. And then I have one you can watch right now. So on Thursday this week, um, one of my favorite comedians right now, Nate Bargatze, has a new Netflix special coming out. So make sure you check that out. It's called The Greatest Average American. Nate Bergazzi is coming out Thursday on Netflix. Also on Netflix on Saturday, get this, Richard. I need you to pay attention. Eyes here. Nate, the Nicolas Cage movie Jiu-Jitsu is coming to Netflix. Jiu-Jitsu with Nicolas Cage will be on Netflix on Saturday. Jiu-Jitsu, is that new? Remember that's the one with him? He's the alien. He oh, fights God. the alien who comes to Earth like every couple of years and All right, it's I'll something. Watch watch uh, but the one thing you can watch right now, and I started watching this um, on Disney Plus, it's called Marvel Six One Six, and it's a series. Um, it's a bunch of documentaries, like an hour to like an hour and ten minutes, um, talking about the Marvel universe um, from kind of its inception. And the first episode is about the very first Marvel TV series, which was the Japanese Spider-Man show. Oh, cool! When right. they took they took Spider-Man to Japan and made a a live action show with it, and it was very. There was a robot, like he had a robot that was a leopard. Like it was so Japanese and so off the wall, but you have to see it. Um, other episodes, they talk about the artists of Marvel. They talk about um, cosplay. Mar- like they go to New York Comic Con and talk about cosplay. Hit it. <laughs> Hit it. Actually, uh, we were talking about and thinking about doing a worldwide documentary because there is cosplaying across the the United States and the globe. Um, even though we live in Massachusetts and it's kind of a Puritan town, um, uh, there are cosplayers that are in Germany, cosplayers that are in France, cosplayers in England. And, you know, even in Germany, they'll kids will dress up in cosplay and go to classes in cosplay. So. They do. So there's that. There's a great episode with, you know, Paul Shear, the guy who's in the league, yeah. the guy with the yeah, gap yeah. in his teeth. So he does... 
an episode about like the forgotten Marvel characters, like the lesser known Marvel characters. And then there's one that's about all the toys. So if you want to watch, it's called Marvel 616. It's on Disney Plus. Check it out. It's actually really good. All right. I like that very much. Next week, Ryan, are you are you ready? I don't know if you can be emotionally prepared, but next week, because coming out this Thursday on HBO Max, the Snyder Cut. It's going to take us from Thursday to Monday to watch it, probably. It is. We have it right now penciled in for Monday night. Hopefully, we are done. A four-hour extravaganza Thursday night. How are you planning on watching this? Are you going to do an hour every night? Are you going to try to no. I'm going to do two two-hour sitting, two two-hour viewings. I'm going to sit. I'm going to take notes the whole time I'm watching it because I'm going to forget something as I'm watching it. You know, I am in the middle of the Justice League rewatch, the the one that they put out a couple of years ago. I've watched. Mm. Oh, I shouldn't say the middle. I've watched the first half hour. They're basically just putting the team together at this point. Yeah, right. It's a lot of talking, a lot of brooding. I might finish that tonight, and then maybe just prepare myself so this way we can kind of compare and contrast a little bit in that episode so yes i think that's important league well. is next week mm-hmm. so strap into that guys hopefully you're able to uh, check that out and uh, our first little 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 mini dive into the falcon and winter soldier i'm guessing as well oh my god that's friday i can't wait the plan right now is mid-season and finale it's six episodes. Six Maybe. episodes, so it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good. I think, I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dork Podcast. You can email us anytime, dorkpodcast at gmail.com, including your submissions to should I have bought this? Uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Just go to youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. We stream these episodes every Monday night. You can follow Davey on Twitch, twitch.tv slash D. And we started our very successful, very successful first outing with Fan Interaction Friday. So if you guys have any questions or want to hear some stories, I told some injury stories last week and uh, a little peek behind the curtain of how Dork was made and things like that. You get kind of like a behind the scenes. I, I don't it. speak for Rich, but I don't. That's I try totally. not to. But That's I did tell that when I fractured my shoulder blade and ruptured all the nerve endings in my neck and you had to help me put my shoes on I for did. about a week. What a friend. What a friend. The nice guy that would do mm-hmm. that. It took a little shit for it, but I yep. re- literally couldn't put my own shoes on. So, no, that's significant mm-hmm. injury. Yeah. Also, uh, if you're on Facebook, go uh, type in the hashtag dork shared gooniverse and everything that's going on with us, Mac and Goo, the pop culture pile driver podcast, the change my mind podcast, TLDR, also Shime and Dr. Joe on Twitch. So, uh, that'll do it. For this episode, hashtag dork. Next week, we are back with the Justice League Snyder Cut. Uh, Ryan, what do they say about wombats? Square buttholes, baby. They get worms. Professional as I'd like to be. If I ever were to make it big, there are a few things that might come out in the tabloids about me that I feel like I need to nip in the bud immediately. I've given one blowjob. Bloody hell, what was that?